Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baby mums and baby dads all over the world, welcome back to another episode of Take It to the Rim podcast with myself, Rods. We're just Rods today, man. Swear down. No AKAs. Yeah, no AKAs. Just Rods. Just Rods. Can't lie. What happened? AKA. Oh, <laughs> Never happened. Like I said, it all in lowercase. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Blade Brown. <laughs> So left for me, I got LA Jewels in the building, yeah. Sunshines and Cali Weed. Yeah, me. Yeah, and then to the right, we got Eddie Clippers, Clipper Cam. What's good? What's good? Best record on the pod. Oh, God. That's good. Okay, this, that's, that's, that's not good. how. So we've come back to some tragic oh. news. The Clippers are playing good basketball. Why is that tragic? <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's, just, it's hard and can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> yeah, but it's playing good basketball and it's winning. Um, there's only been one winner in this pod anyway, so until oh. times change. Like you know how weak that is? Like, do you, know how, do you know how sad it is that you have to... I mean, in like just... In the ninth seed, that's that's how we're talking. It's crazy. I've also won something this season. In the ninth seed, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that clearly, that's, that's even more the point that it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> you guys are really invalidating that. That they're gonna be it's called it's gonna be called the Emirates Cup, isn't it? They're gonna rename it the Emirates Cup, so it's gonna yeah, be sponsored. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's shocking. Yeah, Emirates yeah. NBA Cup or something like that's that. That's terrible. That's a Mazali. Terrible. I think there's a terrible football team stadium with that as well. Yeah. So what the um, one you just want to explain or the one that gave me the business? Okay, cool. So, <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> um, you might have to make so might have to trade away. LA Jules off the pod because he's moving <laughs> incredibly insane. Obviously, he survived the trade deadline. And uh, mm, <laughs> hey, speaking of the hey. NBA trade deadline, there's been some big moves. There's been some trades. There's been some exchanges. There's been some swaps. And um, we just want to go through them, rank them, and kind of see our thoughts. Um, where should we begin? Who should we begin with? Let's, let's start with... Uh the Mavericks. Yes, okay, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Was, Come on, my guys. So, Mavericks made a couple of trades, one of them being uh, the acquisition of PJ Washington from the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why it was such a good trade is because they got rid of Grant Williams, who apparently, rumours, yeah. rumours, allegedly saying it's that the he truth. was... Ru- I don't want to say what they said he was You doing. are conspiracy cam, so you have yeah. to... No, like, you know, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly... He was uh, getting on people's nerves. Some videos have surfaced of him sitting next to Kyrie. Kyrie looking at him like this guy's a is a mark. Like this guy, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine Grant Williams comes across like you know when you're having a talk with one guy and he just starts using crazy specifics and you're like, are you a fed? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like that's that's how I feel like Grant Williams might have been in that locker room. So they they got rid of Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a 2027 uh, first round pick for mm-hmm. PJ Washington in two second round picks. Um, I saw someone online say how they think Dallas are getting rid of all their future first round picks because one, they don't think Luca's going to be there, and two, um, Mark Cuban mm-hmm. has now like relinquished a lot of his ownership. Right, I think he's only got twenty percent of the team now, or something like that, yeah. and uh, he doesn't know if he's going to be there. So he's trying to make the team as good as possible today while he's still in charge or as much in charge yeah. as possible. 
So, um, you know, I what do you like for me? I think it's a good trade for for Dallas because they were able to go in and bring more talent. Because every year since Luke has been in the league, what's the complaint about the Dallas Mavericks? They don't have enough. There's not enough. There's not enough. Not enough. I don't know how. I don't know if that can continue to be the conversation. I don't really feel like it was much of the conversation last year, to be honest. Yeah. Well, last year was like just the defense. Was, that's that's that was that was the issue. Which is which they haven't really. Yeah. You know, not they haven't really necessarily improved on. Yeah, but you know, I mean, PJ Washington, he, he's fitting in quite well um, over there so far. So you know, that's great. And Daniel Gafford, like their first bucket is from a lob from Luca. So both of them, both, both of them, literally. Yeah. So you know, and I think the main reason as well for these guys, obviously, you want to like PJ Washington is kind of a stretch for in a way mm-hmm. or can play that role, and obviously Daniel Gafford. Um, uh, he's, he's a decent uh, guy to have. And I think he's one of the ones where, like, what's his name? Is it um, Dwight Powell? He, he's just a bit of him. Yeah. So I don't even have to finish the sentence. And people already know. Like Dal- Dallas got themselves into this problem, though. They kept giving guys who were not very good, like, long contracts of, de- of like, fairly decent value. So then it came to the point where they couldn't now bring in any actual talent in free agency because they had no money because they were paying Tim Hardaway Jr. 20-something million. Yeah, they're playing. They're paying man. Dorian Finney-Smith sixteen something million, and now these guys are going on to be other teams' financial problems. Like, Yo, like how can you pay a guy whose nickname is Dodo sixteen million? What's going on? <laughs> well, what's going on here? Is he a bird, bro? You know, a Dodo bird. Aren't, yeah. they, aren't they? Aren't they extinct? <laughs> now, if they're extinct, that's your nickname. What, what does that mean for you, cuz? <laughs> what's going on here? It's it's, it's uh, very very interesting. The Mavs also got themselves Daniel Gafford, as you said. Yeah. Um, they got. They they gave up a 2024 first round pick from the Thunder, which the Thunder they did a pick swap with the Thunder to for that pick. So yeah. I'm pretty sure the Thunder don't mind because the Thunder right now are currently sitting uh, one of the top three seeds in the West. Currently currently third in the West. Currently third in the West. So close though. There's yeah. like every, every each time one of those teams lose a game, they'll drop it. They'll drop down a couple or something like that because of how close it is. Yeah. But they yeah, like I said, they they're getting rid of these first round picks, man. They're getting rid of these first round picks. White Powell needs to go though. Um, there's two things that he has done this year that is already just, just he's just he's he's a doofus <laughs> to put it in the most polite way. He's a, he's he's not he's not locked in. I just don't think he's skilled. Like uh, he's not skilled. Look, he's, like Daniel Gaffer is way more skilled than him in my opinion. Then I'll be honest, Daniel Gaffer weren't looking special in Washington either. Like I yeah, but that's a when you when you're in a dead place. You, you no, it, it should be the opposite. It should be the yeah, opposite. You should flourish in for, for, for that's why, like, I, I I question how good a lot of guys like people weren't sure how good KP was gonna be going to Boston because when he was in Washington, he was putting up great numbers, but it was Washington. Yeah, you look, you look you look a lot worse, yeah, if you're in a bad team and you're not putting up good numbers. But the thing is, Daniel Gafford wasn't too bad when it was Bradley Bro and Westbrook on the team that year. He was actually had a great year, a good year. Yeah, but why, why, why would why would you be bad? You're you're, you're <laughs> third option at best. Yeah, I know, but then he like it it he suited well with the certain players. Now you're surrounded by what Jordan Pussy Clark. What's going on? Oh my Fam, <laughs> like, bruv, Jordan Paul, who's having a oh, I don't even want to get into that. And Kyle Kuzma, you've got the Dudley brothers of us. <laughs> <laughs> the Dudley boys, the Dudley boys, Dudley boys of us. Yeah. Like, wh- what are you gonna do, bro? It hurts, like, bro. By the time you get the ball, it's probably 
I don't know, like one second left. I don't know, but that's that's bad. But I'm just saying, either way, Dwight Powell, first of all, number one, he's landed on Kyrie mm. on his leg. Yeah? Hey, dangerous. Dangerous. That's one. Then two, he put himself in a concussion protocol because he was running down the tunnel and he jumped. And he said, I'm sorry, but those two things alone, get him out, man. Get him out. He's a flipping doofus, bro. But how does that, before a game, why did you even do that? Just run. Just run and He's get trying, out. Trying to test, test out his legs, man. No, test out your legs somewhere else, bruv. Nah, but I'm, yeah. yeah. Those guys, well, him anyway, but he's gonna, <laughs> he's, he's soon gone. One of the best moves I felt like came out of the trade deadline was Philadelphia getting Buddy Hilled. Oh. To me, that's an outstanding move. Yeah. I mean, if they had Embiid, um, I'm sure you'd really be able to see a lot more of the value. And I'm not saying that you, ha- you can't, but I think them improving on shooting, um, they they managed to get rid of like I I don't really see much of like they didn't give up that much to get him as well to be honest like Furkan Korkmaz who was struggling to get minutes on the team Doug yeah. McDermott from um sorry no and uh, Marcus Morris yeah that's that's light that's light that's light so like I said the seventy sixes get Buddy Hield it was a three way trade with the Pacers and the Spurs yeah. the Pacers get Furkan Korkmaz uh Doug McDermott two second round picks and some money. And then the Spurs get Marcus Morris, a 2029 second round pick from the Clippers, and then some more money. So, like, the Pacers gave up literally nothing, and I'm I'm quite shocked that they let him go for so cheap because uh, you think there were better offers in play. Yeah, I think you look at this trade, and you know, like, even from my view as a Lakers fan, how we did the deal, and obviously we pulled it back to get Russell Westbrook at the time, mm-hmm. and constant negotiations have rumours should I say rather than negotiations have been in every single um, off season or even during the season as soon as the trade window is open that rumour to LA is there but mm-hmm. to see that's what it took to get the deal done how little that that is really questionable as to why that we didn't execute it or other teams didn't mm-hmm. but we'll get on to that later anyway um, but to be fair like credit where credit's due they did what they had to. They got 100%. got the trade done, and to me, it, it, it's something. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a big three, but I think when, like you correctly said, definitely not a big three. Yeah, when when MB comes back, you'll see the benefit of a uh, what buddy. <laughs> well, no, people were saying M- it's a big three, so I was. Like, somebody Max- said it, not me. Somebody what? said Maxie, it. Maxi, Embiid, and Buddy Hield. They said, and I was like, I, I I didn't have the time to sit there and argue. So I was like, I could be here all day to tell you why. Buddy Hill is not part of the big three. But there's a lot of these people, they just because they're American, they think automatically they know basketball because they can say it in the accent. But um, yeah, I think that was a good deal. I think they also got, I think, Kyle Lowry. But I don't know what yeah, they yeah, I, I think they might have just picked him up as a free agent. Yeah, but it was a free agent. Yeah. He got waived from the, the trade, isn't it? So yeah. uh, Let me get back to this. So I think the other trade that I thought was interesting just to kind of get into a tangent on. on the day was Nick's getting Bogdanovich. Yeah. I thought, firstly, like you have to understand what Bogdanovich can put up, the player he is, mm-hmm. yeah. and the way he gets, like he's a streaky player. Off the bench as well. Yeah. That's a strong person to have off the bench, sometimes starting in a rotation and to give up. So the Knicks got Alec Burks, Bogdanovich from the Pistons, Gave up Evan Fournier. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> Maliki Flynn. Nothing. Quentin Grimes. Mm. 
Ryan. あれでアナウィチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチーアレチ
not good. Like he either needed to spend more time in Euroleague or go to college because he came straight. He came straight from playing pro leagues in France, and I just don't think he was ready to jump to the, the NBA. Also, being a number seven overall pick, that team ever since you drafted you with expectations to build around you, they got you, and then the following year they got Cade, and they thought they had their backcourt for the future set, and it just hasn't been the case. Um, I also like want to say though, like the Pistons haven't been good for such a long time. Can you even blame him for like not elevating that franchise? Because they, just just look at them now, yeah. So they took Killian Hayes number seven, then they took Cade Cunningham number one. Then the following year after that, they got uh, was it Jaden Jaden um, and Jaden Ivy. And the, and, the, and now the last draft they've gone and got Asar Thompson. So we're talking about. A number seven, a number one, a number five, I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was number five. five. And then Jen Durham was was like number thirteen or something like that. And then now you've gone back again and gotten a number another number five. So you're telling me you have you've drafted five lottery players in in four years. In four seasons basically. Like okay. you've they they've done their job in terms of in ter- it's just Killian Hayes just didn't work out. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's and they've they've got enough talent. To not be as bad as they are, yet that, they are still the worst team in the league. Shockingly yeah, that's bad. okay. I understand the fingers, yeah. Like I say, all right. We look at Jalen Duran. You see what he's doing, and I, I know they've been bad, but I'm saying, in, if we look at, okay, not just numbers, but obviously with numbers and how he's been playing, he's been mm. super solid. Like in terms of what he's, bro, he's been good. One hundred percent numbers, and we look at Cade. You can, Cade fights, bro. He was about to cry, like after one game. <laughs> I can, cried too. It's like I'm saying, you can see. You could see Cade as well that he's good. That version, what he's meant to do for the team in, yeah. in terms of um, obviously what he's been brought in for. Yeah. You can see that with Jaden Ivy last season. You saw his effect. Monty effed him up by not having a conversation and bringing him off the bench, like for for Killian Hayes and, and all that. But you can you saw Jaden Dar- um, what's it um, Jaden Ivy last season. Okay, you can see flashes. You can see all right. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. good. Beyond that, obviously Thompson now um, he boy obviously now. He's got his flaws, like shooting, but in terms of... He's like, a very, very good defender. defender very, defensive. very good rebounder as well for his position. That's what I'm saying. So now, all those guys, you can see what they're great at and what they're doing. And obviously with stats and eye tests, you can see all these things. Mm. I look at Killian Hayes and I'm like, okay, eye test. I don't know about that. Yeah. And then stats, whoa, what's going on here? So I'm like, okay, maybe I... And I gave him the benefit that I said, okay, maybe, I don't know, let's see what's happening. And then he might, out of like every... Flipping ten games might have one good game. Like, this is not good. This is not good. That like, there's gonna be because if you can't at least show some sort of stat line at least because that's what you're gonna have to do at least because then they're gonna be like, okay. Let's look at your stats. Let's look at your true shooting percentage. Let's look at all these things to see where the potential is or how we can use him. Yeah. If that is crap and you can't do it at the Pistons where you kind of I'm not saying you have leeway but like yo it's gonna be very tough. You know what I mean? So, mm. so I'm just like I don't know, man. I'm not too sure. The so no, I think I think you're 100 right there. There's a few other trades and a few other moves I want to talk about quickly before we move on as well. Yeah. Um, one that that happened so long ago, I kind of forgot it happened in this window. Pascal Siakam to the yeah. to yes, the Pacers. Yes, yes. From yes, the yes, Toronto yes, Raptors. Yes, so yes. I think the Raptors fully said, you know what, we're gonna 100 believe in that guys. We already spoke about them getting. Uh, RJ Barrett and uh, Emmanuel quickly. They've now said Scotty Barnes is our is our franchise player, and we're going to continue to build around him yeah. and keep adding pieces to it. Therefore, it meant that uh, sp- spicy P, spin move P, had to Indeed. go. 
had to go and he's now gone to Indiana. Uh, I think he's he's playing fairly decent over there. He's still averaging 20 plus points over there. And I think he's also in a perfect situation because a- Indiana play fast. Yeah, They get a lot of fast break uh, points, a lot of opportunity for Pascal to just get easy buckets, just running in the lane, uh, to be honest, because he's one of the more mobile big men um, that we have in the league today. And I think Toronto, I mean, Toronto managed to get themselves two first-round picks back from uh, the Pacers as well, plus a 2026 first-round pick as well. Um, and Bruce Brown, Jordan Wara, and uh, Kira Lewis. I just, I just, I think it's good business from Toronto, and I think there's there's teams in this league that are committed to like building their team. They acknowledge yep. we're not going to win a championship. We need to hit the draft, and we're not we're not a free agent attraction yet. We need to hit the draft, and I think Toronto have identified that. But then there's other teams like Washington who thought they could do a soft rebuild by bringing in like Jordan Poole and. And uh, that Carl Kuzma, and it's, it's it's just been a mess over there, really. Yeah. Um, another another move that I wanted to talk about. Sorry, one sec. Um, was it's about Patrick Beverly? Yes, sorry, Patrick <coughs> Beverly going from Philly over to Milwaukee as well. Before we even get into that trade, you want to talk about the yeah, bro. <laughs> James Harden was right. Daryl Morey is a liar. He hey, is, look, this is, is about, I'm holding up too. Yeah, he's a liar. Yeah. He's a liar. He is a he is a he's a liar. <laughs> he is a liar. Like, how did you have a conversation saying like, am I getting traded? Like, just be honest. No, you're not getting traded. No, like, bro, and then you traded later on what, in the day or the day after. I th- Man is a liar. Like, obviously, like, because we're we have to do it. Pat Bev has obviously gone, he's been bounced around a bit towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And he's mature and understands now is a business. So you can be honest with him like, listen, yeah. He gets you're it, in the, you're in, like You're in the talks and we're going to see. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, innit? He's not going to be like, oh, okay, okay, it's cool. Because all it is now is that he's just looking to join a contender and contribute. And, bro, Daryl Morey, yeah, he's a liar, man. I... I just be like if it's obviously a, a young pup, then I'd do cool whatever. Because anyway, he's actually telling him he's a business, so don't get comfy. Yeah, but just Pat Bev, he's understanding. Understand, he knows. Also, also like Pat Bev and his uh, podcast co-host. I think his co-host is from Philly, um, and like Pat, like said numerous amounts of time when he got, he said, "I love it here." And he said he loves the fans. They'll they'll boo you when you're not playing well. When you're playing great, they treat you like you won an NBA championship. Like he said, it was one of the perfect situations for him. So now moving to Milwaukee, I mean, I think the only benefit of that is that he's very close to Chicago, to Chicago where he's from. But it's kind of like, I think it's a great move by Milwaukee because they've, I think they've been lacking a, a vocal. I, it's very confusing because when I first like saw all the stuff come out about Adrian Griffin, I thought Yanis was going to be a leader. Like, a, like, because he was t- he was very outspoken. However, when, when shit was going bad, I didn't hear nothing from Yanis. He was mute. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear nothing from Yanis to the point where now their head coach got fired. Doc the flop has now been brought in and they're continuing to lose games. Yep. And I still haven't heard from Yanis. Like not one word has come out of this guy. And I, that's why I think it's a great move that they brought in Pat Beverly because I think he's going to be outspoken even when they don't want him to be. And also they they was they were like lacking defensively. I'm not saying that Pat is a still a lockdown defender or anything like that, but he, he does enough, man. On top of that, that's what Milwaukee want. They got a defender and a coach because now he's got the clipboard and he's helping and coaching. And because you know, full world, that other guy ain't got nothing. Really ain't now. doing niche, bro. I, like, I don't know what's going on. No adjustment, no nothing. And it's been said, Paul George has said it, even in the podcast, but it's cool. This is Yanis was the one that was rooting. 
That's the thing. When it was Adrian Griffin, he was loud. He was there to talk, to chat, to do it. Oh, because he's a rookie, rookie coach, all this stuff. He was there open to grill everyone. Oh, yeah, I got to get better, better, better. Equip, equipment manager got to wash, wash our clothes, bro. Mm. Now what's happening? Like, even after that, you lot was even dancing in the circle. Hey, hey, hey. Doing the, the little Euro yeah. in the cir- circle of fire, whatever. I'm like, okay. Stuff is hitting, like, is hitting the fan now. 100%. Where you need to be a leader, where you need to lead, you are the superstar of that team. Forget Dame. You are the superstar of that team. You need to take accountability and show leadership. I'm not hearing nothing. I'm not seeing nothing. At all. And this is very, very, for me, this is very poor. It is very, very poor. And if Pat Bev has to come and do that, then cool. That's great. He can do that. But he needs to, I feel like also Pat Bev is going to pat and yarn. It's like, yo, you're the superstar of this lead team. Lead this way. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to lead. Like, I can say this and say this, and that's great. But I'm not on Max Money and the leader of this team who and who's finals MVP. I didn't, that wasn't me. That's mm, you. Mm. You need to lead this team. Yeah. You need to chat to these men and tell them, yo, we need to pattern up defensively. If you're not holding your weight, you're in trouble. Straight. You need to, you need to hold down what you got to do on defense. Question. What's the likelihood of Doc getting fired if the, if the Bucks lose in the first round? Because he ain't getting fired. He ain't gonna get fired. I feel like they're they're gonna give him another year. Be like, ah. I just I I've never never in the history of the NBA have I seen. And do you know what? Yeah, normally it's like I'm gonna be real. Normally there's white privilege where, like in the NFL especially, where head coaches get chances to continually lose yeah. while black coaches are not getting opportunities. Doc, however, is not is it's not that situation. Doc is Doc He's is out one here. game right. Yeah, they're one Last time I checked, yeah, I believe they're so. Like, Do- Doc, Doc is out here, and I think because he's been in the league as a head coach long enough, he's got the wins total. Because I know he's, like, no- maybe number two or number three on the all-time wins list as a head coach. But look at his playoff. Like, when it matters, look at what he's done. Oh. Like, this is why I really question the move. He's, the, he's when, even coach of a what, all-star team um, of, the, yeah, of, the, of, the, of East. the East. Yeah. Big man thing, he's an Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very the way to go. But yeah, no, he Doc has some sort of privilege that I've never really seen from a, from a black head coach. I just before. think that um, when I look at this move and like to get rid of Adrian Griffin, who was sitting at the number two seed in the East at the time. Guarantee they're not number two right now. And you're not number two right now. But what my problem with this is that we all saw what Doc Rivers did. Forget even his Clippers tenure whatever, his most recent tenure at the 76ers, we saw... They fell apart, man. Exactly that. Like, that's exactly apart. the way he left them was in an absolute shambles. And you could see there was, like, especially in their last playoff series, um, I think, what, was that to the Celtics when they got dismantled? Who was it? Yeah, where they blew the lead that they had to... Yeah, it was, isn't it? And they Because they were... They yeah. were Three, two up, right? And then, and I think so. And then Harden and Embiid started stinking the joint yeah. up, man. Started stinking up royally. They were three, two up or two one up, but they were up in the series. That's what yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. And it, they just, at, but then it's like Doc Rivers didn't run any plays. He did. It was just shameless basketball. Yeah. And the fact that you decided to fire Adrian Griffin, cool, you've done that. And you look at all the available coaches and go. That guy. That's the guy I want. Jo- J- the, the maddest thing about this situation, and, and I know why they hired him, because he was already kind of internal anyway. He was in an advisory role for Adrian Griffin, so he was advising him. But why, if, if you're not happy with the way that a head coach has been coaching, exactly. why would you then go and hire the guy that's been advising right. him to behave the way he's behaving? <laughs> Can we even just deep here? Like, that doesn't make sense. Can we even just deep? Milwaukee, 
Last playoffs got smoked by, by Miami. Mainly Jimmy, but yeah. by Miami yeah. in the first round, eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Before that, where did they? Was it second round? Of conference finals. Conference finals. That was when did they get yeah, to yeah, the yeah, conference finals? That's, yeah, that's the that Golden State one, isn't it? And yeah. so yeah. So before that, okay, they lost the Heat. Remember it was, but that was with um, Bud, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Since second, second. I think if it was against the Celtics, like they played in the conference final and Middleton yeah, yeah, injured, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 yeah but yeah. even since bef- after winning, you haven't had super great. But obviously, there's been some ish, some things that have happened, but it's not like Bud has done a bad job. But you look at Doc Rivers, <laughs> you look at okay, you got to look at the future postseason. This is where it matters. We need to redeem ourselves from last season because we got smoked in the first round. Obviously, yes, Giannis got injured. Jimmy played out of his mind. It's not like the Heat completely outplayed you lot. Jimmy mm-hmm. just went off on a madness. And that's literally the reason why they won. Yeah. So you think, okay, cool. We got to redeem ourselves in this postseason. So you go to hire, first of all, obviously, yes, the advisory stuff, but you go to hire someone who doesn't make adjustments and has a flopped consistently. Track a proven track record in the it? postseason, yeah. And players have spoken out about this. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you went and thought, yeah, let's go and still get him? Like, who signed this decision off? Did this go through Giannis? Mm. Did it not? Like, no, no, no. Every, every decision that gets made in Milwaukee goes through Giannis. Like yeah. they fired, they fired Adrian Griffin in my head because Giannis said it's time, and they, they hired Doc Rivers because because I I promise you. Bro, the fact that that uh, Thanasis is on that team is evidence that Yanis yeah. has that kind of sway in that lock. The same way that LeBron used to have it as well, kind of still does have it. If you want someone gone, they're gone. And I just think that's the situation that happened with um, with Adrian Griffin and, and the Bucks. And the, I think it all goes back to the point that they should have never, ever let Bud go that's before they saw what Dame was like. Yeah. Before yeah, they, they saw what the team was like with Damian Lillard, exactly. they should have never let Bud go. Just That's let, what they should have Because done. at least you'd have the, the continuity. And again, in my head, Yanis must, must have okayed that. Yeah, he okayed this. You, don't, you don't get rid of a star player's, like a superstar player's head coach without, without him without knowing him. Yeah. or him be like saying, yeah, okay, you on, have my blessing. On top of that, I can't remember what game it was against when they, like, okay, we know Yanis and free throws aren't best friends. Let's uh-huh. be let's be honest. That's 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 a weakness, yeah. So you, Doc Rivers, like you saw, and you know this. So you thought it was good that let me have Dame to inbound to Giannis, who they're gonna foul straight away because they know <laughs> him and free throws. But he didn't think let me let Giannis inbound to Dame where Dame he built his name around this Dame time, and he's also done it beforehand in one of the games as well from deep too. And it's like, yo, why are you not in? But it's, I just can't. I don't yeah, know what's, the, the, what's going on. The the decisions aren't making. Like they should have actually waited to see how Bud would look with Dame on the team. See how that goes because now, technically, they have a closer. Mm. Not saying that Giannis isn't a closer, but no, you have you have a legit you have, you have a legit, legit closer yeah. now where no matter where on it is on the on the floor, mm-hmm. he can get a bucket. So why, like, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe. You know what? Maybe Giannis, there's, he's had too many Oreos and milk and now he's losing the plot. Like, I don't know what's going on, Imagine. but he needs to... That You've made all these decisions and now you're quiet. That's what's really pissing me off. Mm. Yeah, now I, you're quiet. I just think when you look at the situation, you think the Bucks were um, almost seen as like kind of the model franchise in terms of 
like everything when they won the chip. Yeah. Like Yanis was like in terms of the team, you had Yanis, you had Drew, you had Chris Middleton. The three of them worked even with their way they played in terms of positionally, the way mm-hmm. that they defensively were really good with Drew. That was a thing what, as well. what 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 at the time had built with guys like Bobby Portis, uh Brooke Lopez. Lopez. Like the team was quite strong. So to me, all that needed to be done was players come in, players come out in the rotation and they probably needed to get a stronger couple of pieces just to enhance that. What they've done since then is the opposite of that. You've taken away the head coach, so you've broken that up. You've then gone and broken up Drew, mm-hmm. which I understand for Dame, I'd do it and I would, I get it and I would do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you need to replace what he was giving you. And it's, there's two ways to it. Like obviously defensive end has improved because Dame is a better scorer, but defensively, obviously that isn't, Dame is nowhere near as good no. as Drew defensively. So that's where you kind of get other role players to come in and do that. But at the mm. same time, with with Bud's schemes defensively, I always believe he's the best person to probably have Dame in that situation exactly. and then have the pieces that he could then orchestrate to say, you know what, Dame's, Dame's a bit weak on the perimeter defense. That's when you slide over. That's when this happens. That's why that happens. But to me, having to factor all of this in, because to me, it's, it's one thing when a, a head coach comes in and they've got a team. Even if the team's the same from the previous season, it's still a new head coach. He has to implement his plans, his ideas, da 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 da. Then to add in getting Dame, which is shaking up the whole franchise because Drew's gone, who's been the cornerstone of their franchise. And now someone new, Dame's come in who is a point guard who demand the ball. You have to run a lot of plays in. There's so much to it that now is changing, but there's change and there's change. And to me, it was too much. And that's why you're seeing the result of it. Like as a team, the Bucs are as good as anyone and could still win the championship this year. To me, they've shot themselves in the foot. You've got a championship winning caliber team with championship caliber players within this roster. Doc Rivers won't win the check. And I, I'll say it now, no, if no, they prove ev- me wrong, ev- ev- if, if they prove me wrong, so be it. But Doc Rivers will not win them the chip this year. Like he will get outcoached by so, so many other coaches 100%. in and around the East I, Conference. I, and uh, um, just before we move on, the the acquisition of Doc Rivers, to me, is equivalent of trading away like your second best player. Mm. Like it, it, it has the exact same effect. Yeah, it does. And I, and I, just, I, just, I just feel like they... They didn't think this through properly, but is what it is. Last last move anyway that quickly we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. The Miami Heat traded for Terry Rozier, going yeah. from the Charlotte Hornets, gave up gave up Kyle Lowry, who was then later waived as we spoke about, and then moved and then uh, Philadelphia picked him up. Yeah. But they also um the Hornets also got a twenty twenty seven first round pick that is lottery protected from the Heat. Um so I've had people ask me, do you think that Miami getting Terry Rozier is gonna be a game changer? Before I go, what do you guys think? The fact that whoever's asked, the fact that that question is asked, <laughs> the fact that that question is asked, that's a, who was, I mean, was the, the person? Did the person fan? really say game changer, or did they just say like, will it improve? No, like that? a like a game because because everyone, including Rodney, believes that believes that when Miami get to the playoffs, they're a completely different team, and a lot of the time, what they've been lacking is just like a like enough scorers. Apparently, they had they don't have enough scorers. Um, so is Terry Rozier because Terry Rozier is averaging 20 points a game this season as well I think he was averaging 21 I believe coming from, but again inflated stats coming from a shit franchise doesn't mean a great deal mm-hmm. uh, we we don't really know but 
does them adding a guy who's capable of scoring 20 a game will most likely in this system average between 14 and 18 um, a game? Is, is that going to be a game? Is that going to make a, di- maybe not a game changer, a difference maker for them? The thing is, because that has a different scale. Is, is like, Terrence is not a game changer. Will it help? There's a possibility that it will help, but is to what extent? Uh-huh. Because the issue is, is that Jimmy, you just to guard the best guy, and the best guy guarding him, and then you know, the way he gets his where he gets his points is very draining. He's very tough, very and bagless. Then, yeah. <coughs> uh, okay, we'll say that. Um, and then Bam, obviously, sort of the same thing in terms of defensively, but offensively, he, he always like he gives something. He's very hot and cold, though. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing. So. And obviously, if you have Tyler Hero there, you've got someone who can create their own shot as well. So now add in Terry Rogier, who that's the thing, but it's like, can he really be a point for them to obviously run the pace of the team, but also know when it's time for him to get buckets? Like, how is that going to work? Like, is if it was a thing where he was coming off the bench as an additional scorer, and he's like, yeah, you're when you. Go on the court, do what you can to get a bucket. If you're not there, make the right play. That's it. Then that's great. But on the foot, like for me, when he's on the floor with Hero, Bam, and Jimmy, and Duncan Robinson, he's not going to be doing what he should be brought in to do. It's great to have, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm Roger over Kyle Lowry, right? Because I don't know what Lowry is going to be. Like, just to. Maybe maybe just a veteran voice. I think that's what Kyle Lowry was really. Adding, adding yeah, but then what reminded me that Kyle Lowry is really useless to his team is I saw a video that resurfaced again. <laughs> I know exactly him what against Kevin Hart, oh, and it yeah. didn't look like he was pissing around. Like he was really trying. Like he was to, trying. He was trying to bully him. And you got you got blocked by Kevin Hart. Yeah, like and you was embarrassed when I saw that, and I looked back and said, oh, I can't believe he's going along with the Raptors. But okay, cool. It is what it is. But I'm just like. Yeah, this, this this guy needed to go. He needed to he needed to go because he wasn't doing it in Miami. Like it just it just wasn't working. But yeah, to Rogier, I don't think it's gonna be much of it. Like I think it might. There may be a few games where it will show. He might show like, oh yeah, he's more than his value. So I thought like it's gonna be one that maybe one two game where he's like he's gonna go off for like, I don't know thirty plus or something mm. like that. And he's gonna be like, yeah, this is what he brought him in. Heat fans are gonna but. This is not gonna get them a chip. Yeah, I I agree. What about you, Jules? I think just to quickly chime in, I think Rosé's averaging, like you said, twenty points. Uh, yeah, twenty points, four rebounds, yeah. six assists. He's shooting forty four percent from the field. Because um, three is where it's really kind of key for the Heat as well. Because Hero and Robinson. I'll, I'll get to the split stats of this. Three, he's shooting. 33%. Not amazing. Not awful though. Like, you can't leave yeah, him yeah. wide open, but... So, I think that's not bad, but I think since he's joined, uh, so in his, what, 10 games, if I'm right? No way he's been in Miami for 10 games. Yeah, since... Cause he's, it's they played 10 games. He only got drafted on, like, Jan 17th. No yeah, way. Since, so, yeah, 17th, yeah. They played 10 games. To be fair, actually, it's a, it's a bit a month, actually. It's nearly a month, so... He's only had 20 points once. Um, <laughs> they are sitting at four and six. So they've got a losing right. record over those ten games. They have, okay. and I think he's now injured. 
So it's not really. <laughs> it's not really. Uh, it's a plan. They played Boston last night, didn't they? Yeah, and they or lost. the night before. Yeah, night before when they lost, he he didn't hit a three. He had thirteen points. It's not awful, but but I I just, again I just have to go back to for those Miami fans out there wondering if if he's gonna be a difference maker. Yeah, he will. But it don't change anything in the grand scheme because we all know that when it comes down to playoffs, it's about who has the best players on their team. And Miami will rarely go into a series having the best player um, in the series. They might have the most on-form player over the course of six games. But I, I just... It's not a lot of shade. I, I think I'm very consistent every time we talk about uh, talk about this team. I say the same thing. They, ha- they have heat culture. They have great coaching and stuff like that. But they do not have good enough players to win a championship. And I just want to quickly chime in on why what upsets me about the Heat, yeah, is I think Eric Spo is probably number one in the league for in terms of actually coaching what he's got and elevating them. Yeah, enable in a, in a, someone right now. Pop was that, but I think Pop like Spo what he can do from undrafted guys to get them performing on the that's true, that's biggest true. and toughest stages <coughs> continuously. I think they've been riddled and and actually. Like they've missed a loss a lot in the last two to three seasons and being able to get some of the top superstars that have been available. Um, there's trades that have happened and players that have moved on, and Miami should have got them. And they're in a position now where trade deadline and it's Terry Rozier. Like, I'm sorry, Heat fans, that's that's not a game changer. The, like, the person they, they really needed was like DeRozan or someone, yeah, like, that, like you, you could get someone that is maybe all right, cool. Even like Buddy Hill might have been better. That's what I was going to say. Buddy Hill was trading on the same period yeah. of time and 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 to me it's, you got the wrong player but I think that's that's the thing like Miami are a very good side and will probably win a series or two but will they win a chip nah yeah I, not really chip talk was that the last um, yeah yeah we good yeah because it was nothing else unless you were talking about Gordon Hayward to the Thunder which <laughs> nah, I nah it's just nah man well, that that was just it. I it. I okay, but we'll see. Man. People people were saying that they're bringing uh, playoff experience into the locker room. I was like, when was, the last, when was the last time we was in the playoffs? Boston. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Boston. Before that, ankle done out, so obviously he was out. Yeah, but that yeah, that's when they made it to the finals. So he like he was in the locker room, I guess, but didn't play a bit. Didn't, didn't play Doing a bit. What drilling his hair, live man. <laughs> <laughs> Real, yeah, man. No, gone. Yeah, the last good Golden Hayward was there when he was at the Utah Jazz. Yeah, when he was playing, when he was fueled, racist playing fueled for by the racism. Ra- yeah, exactly, fueled by bro. racism. And now, done out here. Um, should we go halfway season awards? Yeah, man. In the, in, in the order, yeah. Okay. Um, should we bring up now for, let's say, MVP first? Yeah. So... At the, we're at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, so uh, who, the season. who are we picking, yeah? If if the season ended today, who would be my MVP? Shay. Shay. Shay, 100%. Shay, easy. No, I think Shay is good. Like, uh, yo, the OKC keep going how they're going. Shay will win MVP. The, th- the, the, the thing is, Durham, Embiid was putting up very, very good numbers. Obviously, he's definitely not going to qualify now because yeah, he missed too many all, games yeah. of his injury. But but even so, he I just don't think he w- would have won it because people... Gave him the sympathy vote last year, yeah. and then he went on and stank it up in the playoffs. <laughs> and I think I think you get one chance at that in it. Like you get one chance, it, and even though he was playing better than he was playing last year, I think I think it's 
as much as they say it's a regular season award, they will always remember the last playoff series you played. <laughs> always remember it when it comes to this kind of voting. So 100%. I think I think with Shea leading the um leading the Thunder to a third seed, uh thirty six and seventeen currently. Um they have a fairly decent home record, twenty one and six, which is pretty impressive. And not only that, like he's been very, very consistent in his game yeah. throughout the season. He's elevating players. I was a bit worried that it was going to be a situation where a lot of those younger guys were just going to stand there and watch him like do his thing, innit? They're doing... No, they're contributing as well. When 100%. I was saying, when I was saying J Dub, yeah, more important than Giddy than all these. When I was when I was saying this yeah. before, and you no, you were right, hundred percent. I was wrong. I, I I'm, I'll be the first to admit, bro. I was wrong. I. I was that's, that's, I was talking I was talking at the side of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking at the side of my neck. I'm the first to admit. I admit it. I admit it. Um, but no, 100. percent J Dub looks yeah, that super comes legit. crazy. Though. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. J Dub has been super legit for them, but they're led by Shay. Like Shay is yeah. the guy. Well, well, let me just read that. Shay is currently averaging. Let me get stats for you. 31.1 points per game on 54.8% shoot, shooting from the field, 36.8% from three. So he's averaging like two steals a game or something? Uh, 2.2 steals a game, 6.6 assists, and 5.6 rebounds. Like he, yo. Yeah, they, th- those are incredible numbers, I'm Did somebody sorry. Somebody say two, wait. No, but I, I just think, I think, I think there's no way you, you can look at it and say he's not, he's not the most deserving player of MVP. 100%. For me, it's, no, it's a no-brainer, man. Like, and I'm happy that there's a change as well. Yeah, like he's he's really new guy in the conversation. Like he's leading the forefront of that team. Like they're not where they are without Shea. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about Shea MVP, so Shea got drafted in what year? 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know there was there's been a few guys from that draft who have been like crowned as the next ones up. If Shea wins an MVP before them, does it look better? And I'll tell you the names. Luka Doncic, Trey Young as well is in is in is in there as well, yeah. and you're telling me that right now Shea right now is the front runner for MVP over guys like Luka who were expected. People were saying this guy's the MVP two years ago, even two years ago, and now this guy who got drafted, I believe at number twelve, where you got drafted at number three, like has has now would you has has Shea has Shea overtaken Luka in like NBA rankings or is it just this year he's just more valuable to his team than than Lucas is. Do you know what is yeah? Because when Lucas are valuable, obviously the Mavs is moving. Because the thing is, is that with Luca is that obviously he weren't. But it's also like Shay's like they weren't. He weren't last year. He obviously they were playing. That's all. But You're talking about the Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. But this year you can see obviously it's a great group of guys who you know have come into their own after uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. But you can't say, oh, yeah, because the Mavs had the same opportunity to do the same thing as well. They did. And it, nah, Luca's the right move for the Mavs. He's what? Luca no, I'm not saying Luca that he wasn't the right, right, the right move. I'm saying that in terms of the time length, because like, obviously he was at the Clippers, Shea. And then Shea, Shea went from a tough situation of being, he got he got good minutes for the Clippers. He was a starting point guard yeah, for us in his rookie year. And then he got traded when we got Paul George. And he's gone to OKC and had yeah. to... Had to share the backcourt with CP3. This, as well. this is the thing as well. It's like the way Shea's journey has been is made him is also mold him into the player MVP player yeah. because I agree. I think that year at the Thunder with Chris Paul was massive. An, a massive, massive important year because 
in terms of the floor general side, the kind of defensive awareness reading, because Chris Paul still is, but yes, okay, there was a bit of a cone accusations there, which is a lot of banner, but when it comes to actually reading defense and having knowledge, yeah, he's he's there. So with Shea that season, he in a sense got mentored in terms of floor general. Definitely. Picking your spots, scoring when you need to be, especially mid-range, where Chris Paul for mid-range, known Shea mid-range, you know, and obviously he's like, he's obviously a much, much bigger than Chris Paul, so he's going to be even more effective. Mm. And then having that, so he got really molded into an MVP player where he weren't only, it's not just like Luke where he's purely mainly scoring, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's on both sides, defensively. Have you seen the league in steals by a lot, of, a, a huge margin? And it's, he complements people more. It's like let's, if, let's yeah, talk about it. That's he he comp he complements like he will complement a team more than Luke. Because with Luke, it's, with Luca is the Luca show. With Shay, this for me is like with Luca, it's the Luca show. That's it. Uh-huh. With Shay is the Shay show and friends. So you're still seeing the greatness of Shay. Mm. We're also seeing how it affects everyone else on the team. How they how they move and you can even see by post interviews as well how he even breaks down his teammates and how they're moving when they start doing what he knows, what they're good at and what they need to do. So he puts them in those positions to be successful. Like with J-Dub, going downhill is his strong suit and he's put him in those positions a lot of the time. He's spaced mm-hmm. a lot of the time. He works well with Chet. That is just so complimentary. Whereas Luca, it's not saying that he isn't skillful and he isn't great. Like he's scoring-wise, everything is great and at least the see obviously that season where they finally got to conference final was like yo you was there, but I don't know for me now. And I know people might be like hey hey you but for me, like, Shay winning the MVP will just shut up more of the haters saying yeah Luke is better than him, because now it's like what what are you gonna say like, yeah but you're getting it you're wrong end of the state Luke is a better player than Shay, but. Base. In terms, better scorer, you're gonna say. No, he's, a, he's a better scorer. He's a better passer. He, all of Luca's stats are probably better than Shea's. No, no, he's a, he's a better yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's, he's a better, better offensive player than Shea. You can say. Yeah, hundred percent. But then that's half of the game, offensive defense. But then he's a better, he's a better player. If you're putting person to person, Luca's a better player. But Shea's impact to the team and the way Shea gets them to play is two. There's two different ways Jules. of the argument. Luca is better than Shea. So if 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 you were starting a a team, you pick Luke to have have Luca Doncic over. Luca is an absolute powerhouse. Uh, l- yeah, hundred percent. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, however, the gap between Luca and Shea offensively is nowhere near as big as the gap between Luca and Shea defensively. Like, yeah, honestly, you have and, to, and like you said, it's a two way game. You can't just talk about offense and nothing about defense. Shea Shea is like you said, he's leading the league in steals. Um, he's making a massive impact on that on that side of the court. Also, I think we have to talk about the fact that. For like I said, Luca was always said that he needed help. He needed help, and every time he's gotten help, he's run he's that person. Them away. He's, he's run that person out of town. Whereas you look at a situation like Shea, where and bear in mind these guys are the same age. It's not like we're comparing two guys. They've been in the league the exact same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And yes, Luca has meet, has has um he, Luca has been good for a lot longer than Shea has been good. I I, I agree with yeah, that. that. But I I just feel like you look at efficiencies of of how Shea's shooting. The fact that he's shooting was it? 50, I said fifty six point eight percent from the field. He's shooting like he's a big man. Oh. Like you, yeah, you, you, it's, you, it's the efficiency is out of this world, and that is that is kind of abnormal. But Luca's also shooting forty nine percent in the field and thirty eight from three. What's Luca's defensive stats saying? Um, like, I'm not I'm, telling you to look I'm, at him. Like, so long. I'm, I could look. at him. I'm saying, no, but, I'm ta- long, but I'm ta- he's ta- shooting like Shea is shooting thirty six point eight, so he's shooting yeah. lower 
and Luca in the three point percentage. Uh-huh. But he's what? shooting fifty four point eight, and for a guard that is elite, Luca's shooting forty nine percent from the field is still out like very very yeah. very good. It's just what Shea's doing in terms of that efficiency is there, but. I mean, 31.1 points compared to 34.5 points, 9.4 assists compared to 6.6 assists, 5.6 rebounds. They're different players. That's what I'm saying in terms of of what they're doing. To me, Luka is better and a a stronger offensive player overall. But to me, Shea, in what Shea brings to a team and the way Shea has got the thunder clicking is in a different way to what Luca's got them clicking. It can be seen and it's probably... Why not? Why can't Luca do this? Why can't Luca... Exactly. Yeah, it's, to me, that, player, and that has to get spoken about like as why, well. Why not? we got to also stop bailing people out here. Like, 100%. yes, great offensively, but if you look at, like... The same way people call Chris Paul a cone. Bro. He, he, he got clowned for not being able to play, play defense. Luka's defense bro, is not why, as bad this year not? as it's been over the last few years. He's improved this year defensively. He's not been I'm as not, exposed I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, defensively. I'm not even actually trying to say that the guy the guy is a cone. I'm just saying we spoke about guys not playing great defense. We should also talk about Luca at some points not 100%. playing great defense, especially when you're comparing him to because they play the same position. Like this has to be one of the easiest comparisons we could do of two players. They got drafted the same year. They play the same position. They've both they've both been in the league for for the same amount of time. Like I said, and then I think yes, um, with with OKC they're currently the second seed, but. Luca was lower seeds making deep runs into the playoffs, but he also had, in my opinion, he had some help. And I think even today, Luca's team are, on paper should be better than OKC. 100%. Like on paper should 100% be better than OKC, and yet they're complete. They're complete different ends of of the of, of the of the playoff bracket right now. So I don't know. It was it was just an interesting thought in my head. Like no, like to me, Shea is above Luca in the rankings right now. For MVP, obviously, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, which is correct. Um, I think Jokic is number one. Why? Um, in terms of being the actual most valuable player in the league and the person that affects his team the most, a hundred percent, it's Jokic. You think it's Jokic? He, without him, the Nuggets are a complete different side. He leads them in points, <laughs> rebounds, assists. It's everything that he does is the most valuable in the team. And his team is sitting at the the number one is so close, basically number one. Um, but it's not like him and Shea is there's a big gap. It's quite close. No, it's very, very and I also believe that so many little metrics could change. I think the number one seed this year could be the difference in this. Or who has the highest seed? Yeah, sorry, who has the highest seed could be the yeah. difference in this MVP vote voting. I agree. Um, I agree. But I think Jokic right now is, but I still believe that Shea could. And yeah, it's, it's it's the strongest chance okay. he could win it this year. But it's a good, it's a good, it's a good and interesting debate because I think mm. Luca's there as well, but not as close as. No, I like that. What about rookie of the year? Rookie, rookie of the year, and I I don't think we're going to agree on this necessarily. Jules, this should be straightforward. Jules, do you want to no, go first? I, I don't. It's not straightforward. Jules, oh, it's Wemby. No, I agree. I agree. Of course it's Wemby. There's no I agree. Else. And I'll tell you why very quickly and you'll agree with me afterwards. A team cannot have the MVP and the Rookie of the Year. Why not? Because the, the, the whole point of being Rookie of the Year or MVP is the amount of value you're adding to a team. You can't both win the award. It's going to be one or the other. Either, 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 either Shea wins, wins MVP and Wemby wins Rookie of the Year or Jokic wins MVP and Chet wins, wins Rookie of the Year. You cannot have both on the same team. They're going to win both. No, like they, no, they can't because it, bro, they... They literally go against 
um, the other's claim for the award because you you're, you're say you're one of the reasons you'll say that Shea is is, is MVP worthy is because he's putting up great stats whilst also winning winning on the team where he's the best player. But then if if how how can you be rookie of the year and yet your third option on your team? I just want to. No, makes it. You know, it, 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 it. I just I just I, don't think it makes sense and, to have both of them. Yeah, and also, Rodney, I need to let you know, Wemby is leading every single stat. Yeah, man. In points. That, yeah. Rebounds. Um. Points, rebounds, blocks, blocks steals. Like, he's, he's absolutely dominating absolutely everything there. He's leading the league in blocks, though. It's not just rookies. Yeah. He's leading the league in blocks. Like he's, he, but in I terms of rookies, he's dominating. as it was before. <laughs> yeah, like, a couple of months ago, it was a debate. Now it's just getting yeah, no, out of hand. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's dominating. It's one way. 100%. Okay, fair enough. What about defensive player of the year? This is an interesting this combo. This interesting. What's the to- who's the Thompson? Is it Asar? Asar Thompson. Oh, yeah. Thompson. oh from Detroit. You mean for one from Detroit or one from Houston? One from Detroit. I saw he's, he's the one like, from Detroit is he's the averaging like six blocks or something. Six no, blocks. blocks sorry, um, no, you're definitely one point six blocks or something like that. No, not six blocks. He was averaging like um, no, he had like a high amount of blocks for. Yeah, no, bro. bro he's very, very defensively, good, very, very good defensive player. Six six, basically combo guard forward that can defend like bigger forwards. But also rebound with them as well. He's he's great with uh, steals as well. Like he's he's good. But a rookie's uh, I don't think a rookie. Who are the, run, were the candidates for the defensive defensive player? Uh, I guarantee Wemby's going to be one of the top three because, like I said, he's leading the league. Is he going to get rookie of the year and defensive player of the year? No, before, he, he's not because he's the Spurs aren't the Spurs aren't the Spurs aren't good enough defensively as well. Arse. If you put him as defensive, the Spurs year, aren't good enough defensively. If Wemby gets defensive player of the year, I have to encourage him. <laughs> Why? Why? I have to. I have to. Really. I have to. Why? You can't just say I have to. Why? Because it's not fair. <laughs> no, no, I should. Doc Rivers can do it. Why can't? <laughs> it's yeah, this one's a bit difficult. There's not really been a standout like other than obviously. As long as Jaron Jackson Jr. don't win it. He's no you talk about for no rookies. We talk about for actual defense. No, no. With one defensive player, player, player you know. Actual defensive player, yeah. Oh. yeah. Um. I know Chet has a little bit of a claim. Yeah, Chet. I know. Yeah, Chet has a claim. Hang on, it is really good. Oh, really good bear. Yeah. Really good bear. Legit might win it, you know, because the, the Timberwolves are still the number one seed in the West. He's gonna win it, man. He's gonna. And, and it. Do, you, do you know? I'd say this is the first year where I've seen genuinely seen uh, a difference in him defensively or impacting the team differently. When he was in Utah. It was a lot of just rim protecting. I felt like they were playing zone at times and he was just like goal hanging essentially. Mm. Whereas now in this uh, Minnesota team, you see that his, like him and Cat have actually figured out where they're going to, I think Cat has kind of just given up on, on being a, a big man playing in the paint. Because every time I see him, he's catching the ball on the three point line anyway. But Gobert's be, being as destructive as we always knew he could be. Yeah. Um, Gobert so, might actually win it though, isn't it? He's yeah. really doing well. So I think, I've, so uh, I think two front runners. Or uh, Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis apparently. I, I don't see AD. I don't see your boy AD winning. Either. Like let's let's just be honest. I think yeah, right now the based based on that Lakers team, I don't right think right anyone's now, looking at them. Really, really, really would end up winning it. Yeah, at this I, rate, and yeah. this will be the first time I'm not really mad at either. Honestly, I just I just don't really feel like there's been a, like a standout. a standout, which usually there is. Like by this stage, there's about two or three. Like there's usually Rudy and a couple others, but I think they need to change this award though because I'm looking at this now, yeah, and. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight people on here. Some of them are down as leaders. Some of them are down as in the hunt. The others are down as long shots for a defense player. There, they're all big men. 
Where's the guards? Where's the guards? But they have though. That's what I'm saying. I just feel no, like that. They they, I feel like whatever formula they're using to calculate this is only based off defensive rebounds and blocks. I don't think and and, and probably um, what are they called deflections and stuff like that. I don't think they're really like looking at. It's, it's tough because it's like Sabimini is a big man of war, isn't it? That's the thing. It shouldn't be though, bro. bro Michael Jordan was out here winning defensive player of the year as a perimeter oh. defender in a league where that was dominated by centers. So what has changed now? For them to say we're not giving it to guards anymore. They ain't, people, they ain't people. They ain't people defending like Michael Jordan though. That's the thing. Oh, I think that the, the mm. rules are different, isn't it? Obviously, they ain't people now, defending like Michael Jordan. Now you're seeing a lot of high scoring games. Scott, Scotty Pippen, Pippen was defending. I'm not doing this, but like Scotty Pippen was defending like Michael Jordan. Sorry, Jimmy. I'm saying now they ain't people defending like Michael Jordan or Scotty. They ain't people. Yeah, they ain't guards defending like them right yeah, now. It's, it's different. You can't really do that because remember the hand checking rules and all of that. It's very different. That's like, what I'm you, saying. You, it's a lot. Like, big, yeah, go on. Just to quickly chime in on like how many games you've seen absurd scoring and games like you're like Poor. you're seeing guys scoring 60, 70, 60, 60, you get 60. Out. At least I know you're trying. Like, and then the you're seeing 150 games. Like to me, it's defense is at all time low in terms of that. But yeah, guards. There's not many. I think there's people saying Derek White. Very good defensive player, actually. Very, very good defensive player. As he the, should at least be in some sort of conversation, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Boy, Apparently, but, he's leading the guards. Bro, no, but bro, because he blocks as well. You know, like he gets he gets a lot of blocks in in games, and you'll often see if the if their best player is a guard, Jalen Brown won't won't necessarily go onto him. It will be Derek White, and they have full faith in the fact that he'll be able to take care of it as well. Let's look at six man of the year. One option. No, no, there's two guys you can potentially pick and they both play for my team. You've taken Russ, you've taken Norman Powell. Which one do you want? Why? It has to be one for me. <laughs> Why? Because you don't want it to be for my team. I wouldn't be mad if Russ won it, to be fair. I think I think Russ has been... Russ probably right now would Russ win. deserves it just as the pure fact that he took a massive massive sacrifice in his role in this team. Yeah. And went from last year went from a start starter at the end of the season in the playoffs. Bear in mind this guy was this guy was was putting his heart on the line in the on playoffs. One hundred percent. So he went from 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 that role to saying, you know what, I'll go to the bench to make this thing work, and it has worked. He's taken a sacrifice, and when he comes off the bench, he he gives us an energy boost. He's had games where he's been scoring twenty as well. Um, I just I just think he 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 deserves it. And if you don't want to give it to him, it has to be Norman Powell, one of the best three point shooters in the league. Um, he's been very, very consistent in his play, and it, just like Russ, like when those two come off the bench together in, and enter a game, it's a completely different dynamic of what it what it was with Kawhi, PG, and, and James Harden. It brings a new cap of energy. They're trying to run, they're trying to get to the basket, and they're trying to shoot threes, and they're not really here to mess around with anything else as well. So, unless you guys can tell me someone else, well, I'm seeing that people are saying it's Malik Monk. Sorry, yeah, no, and no. Just to be devil's advocate, because I think it, it should be Russ. What I mean, Monk is good. Don't worry, Monk is very good. Just to read out stats, I feel like based off stats, he's better than he. That Monk, Monk would be better than both of those two. So obviously, he's been averaging fifteen point two points per game. This is Monk or Russ? Um, Monk. Okay. Two point seven rebounds, five point three assists. But obviously, this is all off the bench. I I think obviously they're in a position where um, they're kind of fighting. The Suns, Mavs, Pelicans, everyone's kind. It's quite close within that. Yeah, like within third, that, fourth, yeah. fifth spot. But I just think, like you correctly said, the sacrifice Russ has made mm. for the team, which has now enabled you guys to go from a team that was down the bottom end, looking at the playing, to a team that's right at the top. And that sacrifice has not only been 
just because of Harden, but I feel like the way he's come off the bench, the energy he's given, his productivity, the way he can engage and like get other players to play better. Like it's when you watch the Clippers now, it's a lot better decision making. I think that's what you lacked yeah. when the Harden trade was done. It was very sloppy. There wasn't any decision decision making, accountability. There was nothing there. Russ took that step back, and to me, it's the biggest step forward of your season. I think for that alone and what he's doing, that has to factor what the sixth man yeah, of the year award yeah. is. So right now, it has to be him for me. But yeah. last last one, coach of the year, <laughs> Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd put a, a claim for um, OKC head coach Mark. Dan something. Yeah. I, I, him could do Timberwolves. Chris Finch, yeah, from yeah. from Minnesota. Um, I think Tyloo has a claim now. Uh, because he's just kept us hanging around. Yeah, I think yeah, those. those but coming three. out of the East, are we get uh, Joe? Does Joe, Joe Mazzulla? Uh, Boston have the best yeah. record. Joe Mazzulla. Boston have the best record. That's something I actually wanted to ask. Not going too far back to the MVP. Why yeah. do we not talk about Tatum? Because pe- the MVP, because in mind, they have the number one record. Because I think they, I think they have too much talent on their team where he'll get recognition. Plus, statistically, because of the fact that he has so much talent on his team, he's never, he's never putting up the most points like Yanis, um, Yanis and Embiid. He's never getting the most rebounds like Embiid, like 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 Jokic and all those guys. He's never getting the most assists like like Shea or Luca or anyone like that. So I feel like because he doesn't excel in any one area. He will always be that kind of guy. Like I reckon, Jason Tatum will probably if it, if he does win, he'll only win one. He's never gonna be a re- gonna be a repeat guy unless he goes absolutely clear. Like like he'd have to be averaging like 30, between thirty three and thirty five a game. Really, one hundred percent. And I think I think that's because one he has he has like a it's a clear one one two situation with him and Jalen Brown. However, they've now got Porzingis as well. He's playing very, very well. Like I think I think the guys on this team are contributing too much for him to ever really get that claim. Which is which is tough because people, people you can make the same argument for guys to say, you know what, he's making those guys better, but in this case he's not looked at it. Also, it's a great it's a it's a good franchise that know what they're doing. So they always make the right moves in terms of acquisitions. And then like their head coach as well, like Joe Mazula, like I said, is is Will definitely be a candidate for coach of the year. He would have been coaching the East All Stars, but he got to do it last year because they had the best record as well. Yeah. So that's the only reason why Doc is even getting to do that. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I think right now it's between you, uh, Chris Finch, Mark, and Joe. Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I think Joe or Rui Denzula might actually edge it, especially if he finished. Mizula hasn't won it. He didn't, hasn't won it, has it? Oh, yeah, done. Yeah. So maybe Joe. Uh, yeah. Shout out Houston as well. What's his name? Who's at Houston? Um, uh, what's his name? Um, flipping. They replaced Stephen Silas or someone. Yeah, he was at he was um, Boston's um, Boston's head. Boston's oh, old head yeah, coach. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, of course. What's his name? Um, Emo Doka. Oh my days! Yeah. Yeah. They shout out to him actually because yeah. that franchise were really really bad last year. Like Houston were not winning games. Stinking up the last team. year. Um, I mean, they still managed to get the number four ever pick, and they've completely. I really question the moves they made in getting Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Fleet, and I don't yeah. know if they're the reason why they're winning games. Because I won't lie to you, I'm not watching Houston play. Our Prince Shane Green is playing amazing. Yeah, but, yeah he, is. he is. But I'm still surprised that they're in a playoff conversation right they're now. Still there. Same with Orlando in the East. I mean, they started off hot. They've kind of towed away, yeah. but they're still there. So credit. Yeah. Um. Who also. All Star Weekend is, is it this weekend? 
stars have been confirmed and the reserves. Um, do you want me to read them out? Oh, yeah, let's go. So, should we go west, west, west we'll stars? So, captain LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think I think when we, when we did our predictions, we had the front court was the same in terms of Kevin Durant, Jokic, and LeBron. Even though I definitely put Kawhi, I know I put Kawhi. Yeah, but once you guys told me about, it, I was like, yeah, Katie's gonna get there. <laughs> I didn't have Luca. I believe both of you might have had Luca. I had that too. I, I think had, we, had we, Luke and Shea. unanimously we had we I all had, had Shea. Like Shea was deserving. Reserves: Devin Booker, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, mm-hmm. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Carl Anthony Towns. Come on, you you know we should. What do you mean you can't believe we made it, bro? I I, I can't think you, can't believe he made it. Don't worry, don't fight. Both, both like us, no, made, both, both my guys made it. Kawhi and PG, Le, LeBron and AD are both there. KD and Booker are both there. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Fair you know, like enough. like there's a lot of there's a lot of two. The the Anthony Edwards and Cat are both there. Like the top the the top seeds or at least the top the top teams with top players. Like they they made I it. The only the only the only couple that you're looking at, Fox didn't make it. Sabonis. Oh yeah, didn't Smubs of the West. Fox is, and Sabonis. Is, like, is it is it a snub though? Like, it, it's so difficult though. So bonus. There's there's too much there, at this point. There's mm, over over, over cat. cat. There's no, so bonus okay. over cat. I would. I, I okay. think that I think that's that's, that's an argument. Mm, not really. Yeah, no. But at the guards, at the guards, yeah, way too much, way too much competition. Way too much. That's why I think they need to expand the rosters. Like, but how much? Do, <laughs> what is it at the minute? Thirteen. Twelve. It should be fifteen. That's Why? They're not gonna play. They're not gonna play. Just let them be their vibe. Come and play. Like it's, it's yeah. all star. Not like, it's not meant. It's not gonna be helpful hearted. Like just make it fifteen. I think uh, normal I, NBA squads are fifteen anyway. Yeah, but there's always three guys who are reserves who never play. That's 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 yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Of that's it. exactly why they should do it. Just let them be <laughs> <laughs> let, let your all star up and just not play. Yeah, but be your all star. Do you know what I do think though? I think they should start looking at. I don't know, like like guys like LeBron. Guys like KD, guys like Steph, for instance, yeah. Like those three, much. they've got enough all-stars. They don't care that much about it. Like if you're going to say guys like De'Aaron Fox, guys like Sabrina should be there, it'll yeah. be down to like KD, LeBron and Steph to fake an injury. Do you remember how Jimmy used to always do that? Jimmy used to used to get Every used to time. get hurt around all-star just so he did. Because it couldn't be us. You still get you still get named an all-star. Mm. You just don't play. I think, but that's why I think that if that was the case, that there'd be 15 and then... A couple of these men that have been there, they still we'll get their all star, but they can drop just out. Yeah, yeah. chill out. Let's let's go let's go to the east. In the east, Yanis Antetokounmpo at captain, Jason Tatum, Joe Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard. I'm gonna be so real. That was terrible. Dame did not deserve to be there. The starter as well. Dame does not deserve to be there. as well. All star, yeah. It should have been. It should have been Maxi. Yeah, but I feel like Maxi should have started. I mean, uh, I don't know which one of you it was, but it could have been J- could have been. Jaylen I think Brunson I think if the voting was today, it would have been Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, yeah, yeah. I think I, I. I don't think any of us had Dame in our starting. No, no. had Dame. No, no. had Dame. I had. I had Max. I had. I had, had Maxi and Halliburton. I, I had both I think we Maybe had all of us had. We had Maxi. I didn't have Brunson, but I. I think. I think you might have had Brunson. Brunson or Halliburton. Yeah, but Halliburton. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Who exactly, but. I think Dame might be the only surprise there, to be honest. So again, I think we all had the same front court of Embiid, uh, Tatum, and Giannis. Yeah. Obviously, Embiid is injured, so he will not be playing. Yeah. And so, um, so reserves. Yeah. Bam, from Miami. Paolo, Banquero from Orlando Magic. Jalen Brown from Boston. Jalen Brunson from New York. Tyrese Maxey from Philadelphia. 
Donovan Mitchell from Cleveland and Julius Randle from the Knicks. Julius Randle is also injured, so because him, uh, because he and Joe Embiid are both uh, injured, they, their replacements have been named as Trey Young mm-hmm. and Scotty Barnes. So Trey Young should have been there. Yeah, Trey Young got some because he's, he's over who? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. Again, it's it's, it's one of the situations. Just, just make it fifteen. We've got good guards in this league, man, and you have to remember that guys like Jar haven't even been able to play enough yeah. games to even qualify for it. Like that's very difficult. That's why I said make it fifteen and give that another two guards. I just, I just don't think they should be given out. Yeah. I think they should. Fifteen uh, fair. Trey and Jalen Brunson. Trey does. Jalen Brunson deserved. Trey Young Jaylen. deserved as well. Um, Julius Randall should have never been named an All Star if yeah. we're being like one hundred. And no disrespect to Julius Randall, I just think it didn't really need to be. But then if it wasn't Julius Randall, what other big would you have had? Porzingis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over Randall. Yeah, this Pascal Siakam again. I, I think I would have taken. I would have put Porzingis there over Orlando. I, I have an opinion, and I, I'm going to do, do some research while I talk about it to see if I'm valid. I don't think Jalen Brown should have been an All Star. I mean, Jaylen I might, Brown. I mean, I might be biased based off of like me watching him play, play, um, not too long ago. But he's averaging 22 points, 49.5 percent shooting from the field, 34.5 percent from three, 5.6 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 1.1 steals. Very good numbers. They're not all star numbers to me though. Like I, I, I look at that and I understand he's the second option, but I look at that and I say his numbers aren't that that different to Paul Zingas's. What's Paul Zingas's? That's some great great questions, Junin. Great, great <laughs> questions. That that I will now get the answers to. Hang on. See, I think Paul Zingas should have been there. Considering Chris, yeah. Randall got it. Chris that's Paul Zingas this season is averaging twenty points per game. Fifty-two point nine percent from the field, thirty-six point thirty-six percent from three, seven rebounds, one point nine assists, zero point six steals. Like, considering it's supposed to be one, two, three, with Paul Zingas being the three, Jason Tatum being the one, right now it's kind of one, two A, two B, and I just feel like mm, Jalen Brown. You know, he got he got he got his massive paycheck, and normally people do pay a bit play a bit worse that first year of the deal. James. <laughs> Jalen Brown, please shout me. <laughs> <laughs> for what though? Like for what? I don't know, man. Just I, shout at me. I can assist in your just life. Shout like, I don't know, man. Just I think I think he's a great player, and I've seen like big moments where he always seems to. One thing about him, he always seems to start games pretty well. Yeah. Like Tatum always kind of takes his time to to get going, but Jalen Brown's normally like the first guy to to try and get to ten or twelve points or whatever it is. Anyway, um, I'm not saying he's not good. I just think this season, I don't know if he he should necessarily be an All Star. Um, Would you have changed him with Trey Young? Yeah, I think, I think off off like the bat before the injury replacements needed were needed, Trey Young should have been an All Star this year. Because Trey, this is one thing that Trey Trey always always misses out. Yeah, because I remember there's there has been numerous years where Trey has been top five in points, top five in assists, but because his team don't do shit. He never really gets the benefit yeah, of the doubt. He needs to get to a better situation. 100%. Trey this year is averaging 21, 27.1 points per game, 43% from field, which is not great, but 37.7% from three, which is pretty good. 2.8 rebounds, 10.8 assists, 1.5 steals. Mad. Like those, those are 27 and 10, no matter what team you're playing for, no matter what country and you're in. Still. That's, that's all star numbers. 100%. So the fact that he was even at one point snubbed is a bit silly. It's a bit ridiculous. But, you know. I feel I feel like going going forward there are, there are definitely gonna be more and more changes coming with All Star anyway. 
I think um I think I, I don't know. I in my head I just see the older guys. I feel like LeBron now LeBron is it this one who have the record or the next one who have the record for most uh all star appearances? This is his twentieth. Yeah. But he ties it. I, I think Kobe had twenty, is that is that right? Yeah. So I think you'll one more next year and I think after that you ain't gonna, if he hasn't retired, I just don't think he's gonna be bothered. He might he might start faking injuries because that boy needs to rest, man. Until his last one anyway, I just think he'll be out of it anyway. I still feel like he should hardly play in this anyway. Just come on, play like he's not fast, isn't it? Yeah, been there, done it. Like Yanis, Yanis checked in last year, did tip off, and then like fouled and came out the game just so he could say he was an all star because he injured his thumb, didn't he, or something like that. He shouldn't have actually been playing anyway. <sighs> yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about the? Obviously, you got the slam dunk contest. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. So, so twenty twenty four participants: Jalen Brown, Hams mm. Boy, Jamie, Jamie Hasquez. Hakez, Jaime Hakez, Jaime Hakez, Spanish, Spanish, whatever. Mac, or Hispanic, sorry, Hispanic. Uh, oh yeah, Mac McClung's back. Again, J- Jacob <laughs> Toppin. Yeah, Obi Toppin's younger brother. Yeah. So, yeah, it's well, uninteresting. Like, yeah. The Dunkers is so uninteresting, man. Like I don't care. I'm so shocked. Shout out to Jalen Brown though, because like you're, he's probably one of the first stars to do it in years. Because when, when Aaron Gordon and, and uh, Zach Levine were doing it, neither of them were of star, star status. Yeah, but that was a great... It was a, it was a great one, but like, can you imagine if we end up seeing Jalen Brown play face-off against Matt McClung in a in a, in the final? Just, or just you saying that is of no interest. It's, it's me not, not really, in it? Like, like Adam, we, we, we gave you the blueprint. We told you the plan. Bring in the ones. That's what people want to see. Bring in the, the actual dunk. Professional dunkers, man. Let them. No, I, even I don't want to see that. I'm sick and tired of seeing them, because they're just defying gravity to to some extent. Isn't it? I'm just like, yeah, I'm over it. No, man, bring them in and give them a. The chance. new dunk contest is a three point shootout. People care a lot more about the three point shootout nowadays 100%. than they do about the dunk contest. Hundred percent dunk contest. Got one on ones. That's all everyone wants. Yeah, hundred percent. Instead of dunk contest, one yeah. So who, who do you guys gonna think think is gonna win out of them? Because oh, I, I honestly don't think it's gonna be. Jay- <laughs> I've seen Jalen Brown. Don't worry, he's an athletic in-game dunker, but he's never done. I've never seen him do it between the legs. Never seen him nah, do a windmill. There's some clips back in the day where he's done. When he was like, younger, 100. When he was yeah, probably he, like 20 pounds lighter as well, it was a bit easier to do. Isn't it? I'm telling you, bro. Like he, he don't strike me as the kind of guy that's gonna come out and do something spectacular. Shot, Matt McClung. Matt McClung is only known for dunking. Yeah, yeah, legit. He's got. He's got a. Jacob Topping might surprise people. Yeah, yeah. Because no one gets to see him play. That's that's kind of where the value in this, I think, is. Because those guys who don't get to play much, like last year, Matt McClung was in the G League and ended up getting a... He ended up finishing the season on the NBA team, right? Yeah, With Philadelphia yeah. or something like that. So, like, that's where the value could be. Jacob Topping don't get... I think he's at the Knicks and he don't get a lot of minutes for them either, if any. So, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to put your... Put your face out there, man. Uh, quick, quick one. Just uh, rising starts. So they've gone back to rookie sophomores, which I'm a big fan of, because I think it, the the rising stars thing with um, the first and second years it kind of got lost yeah. when they started doing USA versus World. Also, I think it started to become quite imbalanced as well to some extent because you often find that a lot of the best players, best young players that are not from the USA, are not necessarily in the league mm. as well. Yeah. Like at, uh, at at these kind of points. Um, so obviously we've got Paolo, Dyson Daniels, Jalen Duran, uh, Jay Nivey, Walker Kessler, Benedict Matherin, Keegan Murray, Shaden Sharp, Jabari Smith Jr. and Jalen Williams versus Bilal Kulabali, who's actually been quite good for Washington. Actually been quite good for Washington. Like he looks he looks pretty decent. Keontae George, Jordan Hawkins, Scoot Henderson, Chet, 
Jaime Harkes, Derek Lively, Brandon Miller, he's been balling. 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 Brandon uh, Podzemski, Kaysen uh, Wallace, and Victor Wembenyama. Like, that That to me, obviously there's a G League team as well. I ain't going to read that. Oh, do you know what, actually? Quick one. There are two players, three players on this in, in this G League team that will be playing that are going to be lottery picks. Matas Bazelis, Ron Holland, and Tyler Smith, who are all touted to be, like, top first round picks at least. So, you know, anyone who's interested, keep an eye on it. You know, have a have a have a look and see are these guys good enough to play for my team? It'd be interesting to see. There's a three point contest if you said who's in it. So we got Please. Uh just to round up, we've got Malik Beasley from the Barks, Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson from the Knicks, Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers, Damien Lillard, who is the defending champ. Yep. Larry Markinen, uh-huh. Oliver Mitchell, Anthony Towns and Trey Young. So, okay, this clears up to me because I saw that Steph Curry is going to face off in a shootout against Sabrina Ionescu, yeah, yeah. who won it in for the WNBA. And apparently she set like a mad record. I think she hit like, she got like 37 points on the three, which is yeah. ridiculous. I think she only missed like one or two. So that'll be interesting to see. I find it funny how he's doing that and not bothering to do this, but he's completed, isn't it? What's the point? He's done it. What's the point? This is, this is a very good three-point yeah. lineup compared to like... Can Jalen Brunson shoot threes like that? Like, I've, I've, I see him hit threes, but is he, like, three-point shootout good? I'm about to find out. Yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. Okay, that's, 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 I guess, relatively interesting. <laughs> relatively interesting. Just before we go, we'll round up with, well, um, just the other day, um, we've all come to realise that Draymond Green not a damn thing. What's not going a, on? Not a time. damn thing. Diddly damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Diddly damn. Especially against KD, like he was really. I thought they were boys, but you know. Um, yes, they're still beefing. Um, with Nurk, ah, oh, there's just this guy is just. It's funny though. It is. It is funny. It is funny to see, but it's at least he's not flipping punching him in the face and on the balls or anything. But bloody hell, man, flipping hell, he's. He's on his ish, man, but I guess this is what they want the Warriors want from him, isn't it? He's making it difficult for himself as well because, like, as as a league official or something like that, you can't see that and say, yeah, this guy's really, like, reformed or changed himself much from when um, from when the situation first happened when he was when he had to miss games for, you know, swinging on Nurkic. Also, I just feel like if the guy that you... If you... The guy you got suspended for... If you're playing against him, I feel like you should come out there in a different end. You shouldn't be trying to, because I feel like the refs are going to be looking at you a lot more as well. To like, is he? Is yeah, he? Nurkic was also doing some ish as well. It's talking so shit. Of course, yeah, it was, so it was a, all it was NBA players talk shit. I'm not saying they don't, but Draymond and make, drop. Maybe it's just that we're being harsh on him, and the camera's always on him because they know he's going to be talking. He just talks louder than everyone else, so you hear it as well. That's the problem. Like they don't, they don't need lip readers to find out what Draymond's saying. One thing though that Draymond said that I was like also kind of. Laughing about as well was kind of like yeah he's right when obviously um, post game when I was talking about Clay because it's obviously still about Clay not finishing out games yeah. and all stuff and obviously saying yeah it's hard to do. and Draymond was like yeah he didn't do it for like a few games in the finals and 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 in some um, postseason games so nobody cares so what and I can't lie can't be playing the light skin violin card man toughen up bro mm. can't lie it's one of the ones where look right now the the amount of, the shots that he, that guy's taking as well a lot of drifting tough shots bro. Don't have, I'm not saying you don't have the legs for it, but your legs aren't the same as before the injury, so it's a bit tougher. But this one was that Draymond's gonna say what everybody wants to say, but he's so afraid to say. So that's one thing I'm like, all right, cool, because I'm sure everyone was like, even 
when Steph Curry tried to talk to Clay, he was just ignoring it, throwing a hissy fit. Like, bro, that's the only good thing that Draymond has not forgotten to speak mm. the truth when it needs to be said. Um, yeah, but I just think the way the Warriors are at the minute, like you got Clay throwing hissy fits, you got Draymond. Draymond's clearly come back from his. 12 game suspension and hasn't learned a damn thing because his <laughs> actions on the court are exactly the same. <laughs> look at like, this video of him beating his, like, beating on his chest. So it's my house, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said that to KD and it's like, you're doing all the time. KD just laughs like, bro. He's wilding, but it was like... No, I mean, you, you have to also understand like, when you're a player that's come off a suspension and there's a narrative that's clearly been put on your head you have to come across in it like you correctly said, Cam, in a different way. Mm. Like, I'm not saying you don't be a dog and have this energy in the playoffs, mm. but give it a bit of time. Like get to take two, three months of just chilling out, and then maybe you can see this fire in the playoffs if you guys make it because you're not. You know what? No, uh, but like if I think if as long as you're not doing the exact thing in terms of he's not swinging doing a mad thing here, mm. but he's just showing passion and heart in terms of I think that is fine. If he was now say it's and then. Pushing up, okay, bumping him up and doing all this stuff and being like be physically more, more aggressive, then I'd be like, oh. But when he, like, Nurkic was going at him, scored him, gave him the two small, he went back at him, boom, scored two small, and he's like, that's fine, that's mm-hmm. cool, keep mm-hmm. it there, that's wonderful. Don't have it as in a, yo, now you're going to go in, yeah. flop and swing your elbows and do all that stuff, man. Quick quick one, just because just I just saw this, it just came in. So Clay Thompson has now said that he's open to a reduced role if it means staying with the Warriors. There's, he, he said, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll be 35 next year. At 35, coming off the ACL and then Achilles tear and still have the ability to be a, real, a really good player. Maybe not the guy who scored 60 in three quarters and scored an NBA record 37 points in a quarter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he had to add He's got to add stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but still a great threat out there. I've modelled my game after Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. And those guys are incredibly effective until their late thirties. So I plan I so I planned on kind of following that mold. So I think this is now Clay Thompson saying, You got me. You figured me out. I've fallen off a little bit. And I'm ready to take this pay cut. Let's get a deal done sooner rather than later. And then keep us together until Steph says it's time to go. Yeah. So I've <laughs> I think that's the final verdict. I'll, I'll be honest, Steph would, Steph would not like condemn him the same way he wouldn't condemn Draymond and say, yeah, this guy, I don't want this guy here anymore. However, mm. if the, if he's willing to take reduced money, I know Draymond just got paid though, which is a bit, eh, you're still you're still probably paying luxury tax anyway. Um, they need to be in a position to be able to extend their young guys. I think this yeah, is all yeah. coming off the bat that Jonathan Kaminga's due, due a paycheck. Jonathan Kaminga's due an extension this summer and I think Golden State have... have held out on Clay because they want to see what Kaminga would be. Quick one, sorry, also. Steve Kerr. We were on this podcast getting on to Steve Kerr because he wasn't doing what? Playing Jonathan Kaminga. He wasn't coaching. He wasn't adding any value to the team. Mm-hmm. Now what? What did he go and do? He listened to the podcast. He, did. he listened happens. to the podcast and said, you know what? Let me give this guy some minutes to see what he can do. How did you do it? How did you send it across? Uh, well, it's pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> I have a few uh, contacts with yeah. the NBA. Just had to I didn't know it stretched the Golden State, though. Yeah, do you know what it is? is that I'm, a man of, I'm a man of many talents. <laughs> so I have a talent in finding con- uh, you know, um, uh, communication with people. And uh, yeah, I sent Steve Kerr about a thousand DMs with the video of me yep. saying that. <laughs> 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 I think and, you saw it. <laughs> yeah, 
But look at that. And just quickly, no, but I, sh- oh, I shouldn't even say it, but it's too late now. Snide. The nickname that they've chose for no, I don't like it. No, and no. Seb Curry is absolutely insane. Yeah. You know they called him jo- Jules. Hey. Yeah, they called him together. I haven't actually heard. So you know Steph and Clay were what Splash Bros, right? Oh, and Kaminga's name on his own yeah, yeah, is yeah. the Cum Bucket. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> that's, that's his nickname. God. So they're calling him the Cum Bros. <laughs> Splash <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Oh. But, Quick, quick one, quick one, quick one. Jonathan Kaminga in his last few games, he's averaged 20, he's had 25, 31, 22, 26, 29, 16, 28, 18, 18, 21. The guy's shooting 53% from the field. Steve Kerr, what has changed? Because he's not playing any differently. The difference is what? He's getting minutes. The guy's getting an opportunity to play. In those games, he's playing at least 30 minutes, sometimes over 30 minutes. I just think there's a clear and obvious point here that Steve Kerr was making a mistake. All those games, by the way, that I just listed, he shot 11 for 11, 12 mm. for 19, 8 for 16, 11 for 19, 11 for 15, 6 for 12, 9 for 18, 7 for 14, 9 for 16, 9 for 18. All uh, 50% are over, by the way, shooting from the field. Mm. Like, this guy's efficient. So why wasn't he playing before? So impressive. I just, I just, I just think we need to call out Steve Kerr for showing his ass. Looking like a fool because they've done nothing different apart from play him, yeah. and now he he's he's showing you that he's able to produce. They're winning a few more. I'm not going to say they're winning loads more games, but they're winning a few more games as well. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Jonathan Kaminga for staying consistent. You shaved your head because the man was driving you crazy, yeah. and I think they assessed the situation and said, "Yeah, Steve, sort it out." So shout out to Kaminga, um, Steve Kerr. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Yep. You know, we you're do. welcome. It's what we do. I fear is a shy five mil for yeah. fixing your fixing your team. Uh, he's that's outless. Just a drop one, a one or two mil. He's, going, he's all going five and all that. Yeah, I'm keeping it humble. Saying look, a quick one. Bro, we got responsibilities. We got bills to yeah, pay. Right, yeah. Five mini bills. Bro. I'm saying a quick one and two, and give me a job at the Warriors. They make the playoffs. You know that goes up to you know, ten. Yeah, let, yeah, let yeah. us do what Doc was doing. You know, the little advisory, advisory role. You know, yeah. then I don't, I'll work in the video coordinator room for after, but end up like Spoh. You know what I mean? Hundred <laughs> percent. And listen, Steve, if they if rumblings start coming of of you know of, of them saying yeah, we might need to get rid of you. Steph says Steve, it's time to go, and he's somehow decides that Cam, you know, I think you and the boys should take over as head coaches mm. of the Warriors. Mm. We we'd be happy to oblige. You're you on know? the sidelines. Yeah, you know. There. Mike Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. Check us out, see what's going on. But yeah. yeah. All I know is every jersey that Steph wears, I'm getting it signed. <laughs> 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 I don't You're care. Wilding, man. What? I'm You're selling wilding. that man. <laughs> but yeah, um other than that, nothing else. Obviously, yes, we know the Clippers are rolling. They're doing very Harden, that is, is working now. Nah, bro, put some put some respect on my team. Put some energy into that, please. <laughs> that was very lucky. Come on, man. Yeah, that was. Come on, but be, and be honest as well. We we're in an enjoyable team to watch as well. Like we're not we're not doing the same ISO bullshit that we were doing okay, before cool. as well. I'm, all right, I'll say you're a very enjoyable team to watch. I watched the game. Oh, who was it against? Where it was a while ago, and Russ was the reason why he lot won that game. Like he was just blocks, steals, rebounds. Blah, it was like so many games he's done that I can't yeah, even. Yeah, I know, you. but I'm trying to think. Oh, what game was it? I was watching. Was it? Uh, the two? last we we played Detroit the other night, yeah, and we almost lost to Detroit, and I was losing my shit, bro. I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was seeing. I was like, "How is this game close?" Like it, we were losing because I remember we went into halftime down. Russ hit a buzzer beater uh, right at the end of 
of the half, and I think we were down like nine at that point. Yeah. We came back and they started they started scoring again. I was like, nah, no way. We're about to be one of those teams that actually let the trope beat them. And then PG turned into PG, you know, turned into playoff P. Sorry. And where's Paul though? Nah, I'm just, he, 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 Found he, him. <laughs> he was hooping, bro. He was hooping. Kawhi's Kawhi has been exceptional uh, so far this season as well. Just yeah. remaining consistent and shout out to Ross, man. He's really hundred percent. Hard, do you know, even even Harden too. I just feel like oh, because Harden, yeah. because all of them now have a slightly reduced responsibility because they've got people they can defer to. They all just kind of wait until someone has an opportunity to do what they need to do, and then they they, they attack it the whole game. And then when when teams start zoning on one person, that's when the rest of them can start getting their buckets too. Um, the quick thing, you saw them against Boston. I did. Recently. I, I did talk about that, bro. You they, were there. So when we were beating the brakes off them boys, them. Them boys in Boston. Let me just let me just tell you first of all, yeah, Boston fans were not happy with me. <laughs> Boston, I was there on my no. ones, comfy, bro. I really? was com- what? what you were I just was jumping up and down. Why, they, why would I care? What are they gonna say to me? Hey, stop celebrating your team beating my team. How embarrassing that is. <laughs> we were smoking them. And the thing is, yeah, the final score. I think we won by nineteen in the end. At one point, we we're up thirty-five points. You know. Crazy. I had two beers in my hand having a great time. <laughs> a great time. And the Say. fans could not stand me. Bro, it was silent. And I've been in, I was at TD last year when they played against the Lakers and it was rowdy. It was noisy. The fans were involved. Couldn't hear nothing, bro. Couldn't hear nothing. You're brave. I could hear my phone vibrating. Really? I could hear my phone vibrating. Bro, it was crazy. No wow. sound. No one was talking. Husbands were not talking to their wives, bro. It was, awesome, it was crazy in there. Let me tell you, first of all, yeah. I have never, ever seen a player like Kawhi Leonard in my life. Bear in mind, I haven't been to loads of NBA games. And I saw LeBron play last year. But them two are so different in the ways in which they score. But Kawhi this year is shooting so well from three. It feels like every time he takes one, it goes in. Mm. I think Harden, like he didn't even have a great game, but he controlled the game. He controlled the pace of the game. I think we have to I have to give a shout out to Amir Coffee because I was disrespecting you a whole lot. I don't understand why you were getting minutes, but big man, you have stepped up massively and you've now got a consistent uh place in our rotation as well. Um Pandemic P ain't pandemic no more. It's, it's Bro, over. that guy's back is crazy. No, I can't lie. It's crazy. I, I've been saying as No, well. it's crazy. do you know what? It's yeah. ridiculous. You know, I mean life's different, isn't it? Bro, Yo, hey, the, play the Erica Badu. No, no, this is what I'm saying. Bro, I've seen so many videos, yeah, of Kyrie Irving cooking people to to slow jam soul music to R and B music. But let me tell you, yeah, when you put on a Paul George mixtape, play some Marvin Gaye in the background. <laughs> And it's gonna it's gonna sound like it was it was a it was a score from from Oppenheimer, bro. Like you would think you think Hans Zimmer himself picked this song. I'm telling you, cause my boy is cooking. Damn. I said, listen, if Kyrie was six nine, it would be Paul George, bro. Like he's I just so yeah. smooth. Yeah. Handle the finish. It's just Nah, man. Grateful, very, 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 very I grateful. I see why he's Brandon Miller's goat. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. why Brandon Miller a lot of modeled his game, game after off. him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like if he actually was to take like a, he would actually be a perfect. Bro, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a very skilled two way wing, and I don't, I don't see like why a team would not see value in that, and I don't see why as a player because he's exciting as well. It's just so mad that he's size and the way how crafty is is like is mad. Yeah, hundred percent. We need to do better. Like, he's so perfect for the modern game. Oh, I'm telling you now, if he was in the UK six nine, they will put him on as a centre guard. Probably, that, or at least a four. Bro, that, like, no, just 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 
just just appreciate the game, man. Yeah. Honestly, just appreciate the game. PG, sign, sign the thing, bro. Sign the thing. We want we want to get you back. Get you back because obviously he's a free. Yeah. He, he's got his player when it comes to the other side. You know? There's no Kawhi, chance. Kawhi, There's Kawhi, no Kawhi, chance. Kawhi, 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 Kawhi signed this thing. Kawhi signed this thing. From when Kawhi signed this thing, and he took a he took a little pay cut as well. So from when he did that, I know it. I know. I hope Harden comes back next year as well. I can, I can live with it now, bro. I can live with it. I really can because I've seen us be be out there and, and look like we belong with the best teams in in the league, and that's what matters the most to me. Like it's all it's all great having a great regular season record, but if the the only games you're losing are against the good teams, I, well, that's all I care about. I care about how you play when you play against the the Miamis, the Boston's, the Lakers. Yeah. You know the Nuggets, and we've we've shown up. We went on a great road trip where I think we only dropped one game. Um, I'm just, I'm just thoroughly impressed. Honestly, I'm thoroughly impressed. Hope we can continue it because this is very different from my prediction. I said the second we got James Harden, we were going to be. Mm. Yeah. Well, as the Clippers are rolling, we hope to see greatness in the postseason from you guys. Um, can't can't wait for you some, guys to start chatting shit. Some people do believe that is. Or like or someone get injured. But the thing is, injury. The thing is, even so, that's not that bad because you still have three stars. <laughs> like, yeah. like they have it's not like last year. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's this is it's looking very good for the Clippers. They're looking very dangerous. Um, Lakers, goodness me, you guys, well, if I, catch, if I catch Darwin, bro, I'm gonna slap yeah. is he getting fired? You, you guys kept Kaisen that, but. Um, Kind of not spotting up in the corner. That's crazy. But but there's one thing that you guys did do that I was saying that they should start really should be AD, LeBron, Rui, um, Reeves, and obviously And I thought you guys were getting rid of Dilo. What happened? He decided I'm I'm here to like he's been playing out of his mind. So bad. Alenka needs to get a slap. So much. I'm just for the next project. Shout, shout out to you lot for quickly unveiling uh, Kobe's new statue there. Yeah, yeah, or statues, right? I thought there was going to be another one. I thought, there was gonna, I thought, I thought uh, Vanessa announced that it was going to be one in eight, one in 24, and then one with him and Gigi. I could be wrong. I don't think they're all going to be outside Staples, but obviously there's there's one definite for definite outside. But shout out to you lot, you know, recognizing uh, when you have goats and not wasting too much time. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's been us guys. Hope you enjoyed the pod. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, um, Q and A's, comments on all platforms. Free PJ Tucker. Yeah, free PJ and his shoes too. I'll take some. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Hope you can find some. Yeah, if you're that same size where PJ, I got you. Don't worry. I know you can store it. You want to get back, but I know you can store it. Mm. Um, yeah, make sure you follow us on all socials at Take It to the Pod on X, formerly known as Twitter at Take It to the Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Over and out, baby. <laughs>